Welcome to the How to Event Podcast, the premier resource for everyday people who want to plan the event of a lifetime. My name is Allie Denniston. Thank you for joining the party. Hello and welcome back, podcasters. I hope you've had a great couple of weeks. I just got back from a glorious week-long vacation to Cape Cod, and it was just what the doctor ordered. Now I'm back in action and ready to bring you yet another week of how-to event. From budgeting to selecting a venue and hiring your vendor team to deciding if you need some extra help in the form of a planner, this season we've talked at length about these basics of event planning that are integral to building a solid foundation for any type of event. This week I'm focusing on the more creative and personal side of planning via event design. As we discussed last week, event designers focus on the overall event aesthetic and help bring creative visions to life. The design of an event may incorporate everything from decor, theme, or layouts. This means that as you create the vision for your event, you'll want to start by thinking big picture and work your way down to the finer details. Now, don't misunderstand and think that I could cover the entire topic of design in just a single episode. Event design is a sizable topic and can be unique to each individual event, venue, and host. But what I can share is the basics of what you may look to incorporate into your event concept, where to start, how to brainstorm, and then you can take it from there. This is, after all, the season of The Basics. First and foremost, I'd like to take us all back to grade school and remind you of the five W's. Who, what, where, when, and why. These are simple yet fundamental questions to ask as you create the foundation for your event. Of course, the answers may be a bit more obvious for events like a wedding or corporate meeting, but for other celebrations or fundraiser events, these questions can help to create a framework for your design concept and later the styling of your event. Let's work through a quick example to demonstrate how this can be a helpful exercise. Let's say you're planning a nonprofit fundraiser event and start the process by answering the five W's. Who? Who is your audience? Who are the type of people who will attend this event? Identifying the audience will be helpful as you build up the various aspects of the event. For the sake of this example, let's say the organization is a nonprofit that provides support to children with developmental disabilities. Who specifically might want to support this cause? Your list might include parents of children with developmental disabilities, school faculty who work with those children, and possibly hospital or medical workers who interact with those children and their families. Of course, there may be several other people or categories of people who may want to support the cause and attend the event, but identifying a few target groups is helpful for the sake of this exercise. What? What is the overall goal of your event? Of course, for a wedding, the goal is for the couple to get married and to celebrate. So this question may seem silly in that case, but it's all part of the process. If we revert back to our example, what is the goal of the fundraiser event? Well, it's obviously raising funds for the organization, but may also be something like raising awareness for the cause and the work that the organization does. Where? Where is the event going to take place? 
There are sub-questions to this one, such as, are there any space requirements necessary to hold the event? Is there a certain setting that will help bring your overall event vision to fruition? Or is there a specific area that the target audience will be traveling from? If so, it may make sense to focus on venues within a reasonable distance of that general area. When. When is the event going to take place? The season may contribute to several factors involving the event details, such as venue availability and realistic themes. For instance, if your event is in February, you probably wouldn't choose a summery luau theme. And if your event's in August, it probably wouldn't be a winter wonderland theme. Unless it is. To be honest, you'd have my attention. Sometimes doing the unexpected can be a great draw. For a fundraiser event like our hypothetical event from before, the point is to raise funds. So if you're looking to incorporate sponsorships, you'll want to consider a time frame when potential sponsors still have dollars available in their donation budgets. The event could be whenever, but you'd want to craft your fundraising plan and any asks for financial contributions at a time when you know donation funds are going to be available. The first quarter is usually safest for requests like that. Why? This may cover a couple of different questions. Why are people going to attend your event? Is it great food, unique entertainment, a dance party? There has to be a draw aside from people's desire to attend for a good cause. If you show attendees an unforgettable experience, they'll be more likely to attend again in the future. Another question this may prompt is, why are you hosting the event? Is it an annual fundraiser? Did something happen economically that has caused the organization to fall on hard times and therefore need to raise some extra funds? This may determine what direction to go with the details of the event. Again, the point of this exercise is to help you hash out all of the possible details that may contribute to the overall theme or design you may wish to bring to life for your event. Better yet, physically writing down the responses to each of these questions as you begin your event planning process can be a helpful resource to craft your event concept and to look back on as you go through the planning process to ensure you're staying on topic and covering all of your bases. Which brings me to our next topic of discussion, identifying your theme. This could be something super straightforward and maybe a little cheesy, like 80s or a luau or the Great Gatsby. It could also be something more overarching, such as rustic, classic, or contemporary. Deciding your preference for the feel of your event will help set the direction of how you'll style it. Event styling, though it sounds like it might be similar to design, is the actual practice of bringing the theme to life via decor, entertainment, layout, and other enhancements. Sometimes, a theme may be more disjointed or abstract. For example, perhaps you're feeling inspired by certain colors or textures as opposed to a concrete adjective or description. This can still work. When it comes to creating your event concept, anything goes. Be sure to write down every idea that comes to mind as you brainstorm possible themes. In this process, it can be helpful to ask yourself a series of additional questions aside from the basic five W's. One being, have you chosen your venue yet? If not, what type of setting will best pull together the overall feel for your event? In the simplest example, a luau-themed party will be best suited in a beachy setting, either physically on a beach or by the ocean. If you've already chosen your venue and are just getting around to building your vision after the fact, it may be worth it to ensure that whatever theme you choose fits the location you've secured. 
An example here may be you've chosen to host your wedding at an historical mansion. In this case, a classic elegant theme, possibly black tie, would be appropriate to ensure the location complements the feel of the event. If you're hosting a tented function, lucky you. Most tents are a blank slate, so you can truly build whatever environment you envision to bring really any theme to life. Another question may be, what is the event's main attraction? For instance, will it feature a musical act or other entertainment spectacle or attraction? Is there a silent auction, a dance party, a keynote speaker, or maybe a unique dining experience? For fundraiser events or corporate gatherings, a main attraction may be a key factor for ensuring good attendance or encouraging repeat attendees. This may be touched on as you answer the why of the five W's, but can be helpful to consider this topic separately for some events as it can help hone your thought process. Answering all of these questions will help create the roadmap for your event concept and paint the picture of what you envision for the overall event. The next step after drafting your concept will be to brainstorm how you'll style the event to carry out this vision. This step is multifaceted, for beginners and even some experts, Pinterest is an excellent place to start. Come up with some keywords based on your event theme or concept and conduct a search on Pinterest. Start a board for your event inspiration and begin saving pins that fit the keywords, style, colors, or any other aspects of the event that you've dreamt up so far. Doing this practice may also help broaden your vision to incorporate aspects you did not originally consider and may create a more well-rounded event in the long run. As someone who plans events for a living, one of the first things I ask my clients when they book an event with me is to share any sort of inspiration they may have gathered. Pinterest boards can be an easy and super helpful way to get across a vision that may be more difficult to convey verbally. Visuals are so important when trying to capture a theme that was originally abstract, but is now being brought to life. Once the event concept is solidified, the next step is to begin styling to carry out the concept. There are several ways this can be accomplished, including through colors, decor, entertainment, and other enhancements. I'll briefly review each of these to provide you with a general idea of where to start with your brainstorming. Color can go a long way to set the tone for an event. One of my favorite places to find color inspiration is a website called Design Seeds, which you can find either via Google or by going directly to their site at www.design-seeds.com. If you have a specific color in mind, you can go to their color tab, select the color of interest, and then the site will pair various combinations of complementary colors accordingly. Alternatively, if you aren't sure of a specific color scheme to start with, you can browse the library of hundreds of beautiful and unique color combinations for inspiration. This is an excellent place to start with styling your event as it incorporates several tones that can be used throughout to tie in all the little details you may incorporate. Once you've solidified a palette of colors that will enhance and elevate your theme, you'll want to decide on other decor elements to incorporate as well. If you're hosting a cocktail or dining event, you'll likely have cocktail or dining tables that need to be dressed up, and linens are a great way to do that. Not only can linens pull in color, they can also bring in texture or make a statement with bold patterns. If you're working with a budget, linens might be one of the only elements you splurge on to carry out a theme as they can really create a wow factor with minimal additional enhancements. 
If you're on an even tighter budget, you could opt to arrange for only specialty napkins that could be decoratively folded on the tabletop to provide a pop of color or texture over a plain base linen like white or ivory. With a bigger budget, you can further dress up a tablescape by selecting unique china, flatware, or glassware. One piece of tableware that can add a punch of an accent without breaking the bank is a specialty charger. This is a plate that would be set at the dining table as guests arrive to their seats and that the coursed meal plates would be set on top of. These can perform a similar function to a decorative napkin as they add a nice accent even if you're taking advantage of a simpler base linen that perhaps comes standard with your venue or caterer package. Another form of decor that can contribute to the style of an event is specialty furniture. Whether it be a unique dining chair or cozy lounge furniture to dress up an empty space, furniture can truly transform the feel of a space. A dining chair with a unique back pattern can completely change the visual of an event space, while a lounge grouping can provide a comfortable spot for guests to gather for a conversation or a drink. Part of styling an event is building an environment that guests can relax in and want to stick around to enjoy. Probably the most common form of decor is floral accents. Flowers are a perfect way to pull in color, texture, and natural beauty into your event style. But don't be fooled, flowers aren't just for your tabletop these days. Of course, you can arrange for more traditional low or high floral centerpieces. However, you can also create a floral wonderland by having a hanging floral installation or a floral backdrop for your photo booth. Don't be afraid to think outside of the box and utilize more traditional decor like flowers for less traditional purposes. Next, I want to talk about one decor element that I think is largely underestimated, which is lighting. Lighting can completely transform a space and create a mood. This might be as simple as warming up a space with an amber up lighting or as sophisticated as projecting textured lighting onto the floors and walls. Event lighting should not be an afterthought, but rather a key element in your decor scheme. Use specialty lighting to illuminate high traffic areas and highlight distinctive decor elements. And don't forget about the exterior of your event. Setting the tone from the outside in can really bring the theme full circle from the moment your guests approach the venue. I could honestly talk for an hour just about lighting, but for the sake of getting through this episode and covering all of the basic components of event design, I'll leave it at this. Work with an experienced professional production or lighting company, and they will help recommend lighting accents and installations that will bring your design vision to life in lights. If you're hosting a tented function, some other decor enhancements you may integrate into your design scheme may include draping or swagging of the tent. This means fabric is used to cover unsightly poles and to create a soft and wispy look around the perimeter or across the ceiling to provide a more intimate interior feel. Hanging installations are also popular accents for a tented function, whether they be floral, like we talked about earlier, or lighting related, like chandeliers or other unique decor boosters. The style of an event does not always come down to just decor. It can also be dictated by the entertainment, like performances, speakers, music, or other interactive elements. I spoke a couple of episodes ago about a couple that wanted to entertain their guests and keep the event from feeling so much like a traditional wedding. Several entertainers performed throughout the night, from living statues to a roving mentalist, character artists, and dance soloists. 
These types of entertainment can also help to bring an overall vision to life. A few years ago, I helped plan a 40th birthday party that was Great Gatsby themed. We hired 20s flapper dancers to perform at different times throughout the evening to really hit home the theme, and they were a great hit. Although simple, this is an excellent way to bring an event concept to fruition through elements other than decor. This episode has discussed event design and event styling and how they will help bring your vision for your event to life. Design and styling is not a black and white practice and requires a level of creativity to construct a unique concept. These few topics are just the tip of the iceberg of design. As I mentioned at the start, it's not possible to cover all of the details you may incorporate into an event concept in just a single episode. Use Pinterest, be creative, and think outside of the box, and you're sure to create a wonderland of an event that your attendees will be talking about for years to come. Do you have questions about today's topic? Join me in the How to Event podcast group on Facebook where you can ask your questions, start a discussion, and have a chance for your topic to be featured on a future episode. Don't forget to visit howtoeventpodcast.com for the newest episodes and show notes from How to Event. And we're on Instagram. Follow at howtoevent for event visuals and daily tips and tricks for planning. I can't wait to welcome you back next week for Season 2, Episode 6 of the How to Event Podcast, where I'll be discussing menu creation. Happy planning!